Hey, it's James. We're trying to learn more about you, dear listener of this show. So if you have 30 seconds, either while you're brushing your teeth or waiting for the train, would you mind filling out a survey for me? All you got to do is visit theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. Again, that's theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. That's all one word. Thanks and enjoy the show. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future, handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. The Future. When you think of the companies that profit off of war, you think of Boeing, domestic defense contractors that consistently rake in money from U.S. conflict abroad. Future intern, Carolyn Haskins. However, the modern military-industrial complex has a new, ugly, tech bro face. Two different Silicon Valley startups received $1 million and $970,000 last year to develop unpiloted, one-person electric planes for the military. Their names, Kitty Hawk and Joby Aviation. The money came from Defense Innovation Unit Experimental Division, also known as the DIUX. A mouthful, I know. This division is basically the Pentagon's middleman that provides contracts to tech companies whose products might have a future in the military. According to a report by Mark Harris in The Guardian, the funding amount was hidden at the time it was announced. And since Kitty Hawk and Joby Aviation hide product pricing on their websites, we don't know how many taxis will be created for the contract. I reached out to both Kitty Hawk and Joby Aviation, and they didn't respond to a request for comment. However, there's some mixed messaging in the promotion of these taxi planes. Check out the video for the Kitty Hawk Cora. We're so excited to unveil Cora to the world. Cora is 100% electric and therefore emissions free. That was Eric Allison, Kitty Hawk's vice president of engineering for Cora. Like a helicopter, Cora takes off and lands vertically. So it doesn't need a runway or an airport. But unlike a helicopter, Cora is remarkably quiet. Cora can fly faster than 150 kilometers an hour and has a range of 100 kilometers. And unlike cars on the road, it travels in a straight line and it will never have to stop at a traffic light. And lastly, Cora is self-piloting, which means to get where you want to go, you don't need a pilot's license. Throughout the entire video, there was no mention of the military just civilian use. Joby Raviation raised even more money last year, $100 million from companies like Intel, Toyota, and JetBlue. Again, there was very little information about the fundraising effort, aside from the fact that the money would be used to fund flight tests. What we do know is that DIUX was one of the firms that bankrolled Joby Aviation last year. These companies present themselves in typical Silicon Valley fashion, a rosy rhetoric of personal, individual empowerment. But that language falls short when they're being developed for military applications with the reasons kept from the public. DIUX isn't just funding taxi planes. They hold contracts with a host of companies, including one by Peter Thiel called Palantir. According to reporting by Bloomberg, Palantir has been rewarded contracts with police departments around the country, including the Los Angeles Police Department, to gather a person's name, 
address, license plates, physical appearance, and neighborhood intelligence. If that's not creepy enough, it's also supposed to create a score on individuals supposedly at risk of committing a crime and even suggest more surveillance. Palantir was granted a U.S. Air Force contract in 2017 to, quote, integrate disparate data sources. If all of this sounds familiar, it should. Starting in the Bush administration, growing in the Obama administration, and keeping steady in the Trump administration, drones have been used to monitor and bomb thousands of people abroad, including hundreds of civilians. We still don't know the exact number of civilian deaths, and the government has historically expressed a lack of confidence on the accuracy of its drones. And going back to DIUX, they've provided millions of dollars in contracts to Silicon Valley-based companies that manufacture these drones. It's a bleak vision of the future. These ideas start off as people wanting to change the world for the better, and ends with tempting bounties from the U.S. military. And in the middle of it all, the details about these projects are kept from the public. Military-funded tech doesn't have to end badly. I mean, the internet exists thanks to Cold War-era funding from the U.S. government. In my opinion, the internet is a net good for humanity. But the internet is a lot different than an unpiloted vehicle coasting over some foreign territory with the ability to surveil at best and commit murder at worst. So, Carolyn, how, how did you initially hear about this story? Um, so, it actually came from, uh, I read Mark Harris's um, Guardian report this morning, um, and it just sort of struck a chord with me because, you know, I've been... I've been kind of following the the trend of um, of electric planes and and where that's going. Um, and you know, obviously, we've known for a while that um, that the military tends is actively pursuing contracts with a lot of companies that are based out of out of Silicon Valley. And this was really just a major example of it moving into um, into a field that we really haven't seen on the consumer level yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like we have electric taxis flying around everywhere. I mean, in the case of drones, those were, you know, that was that was happening abroad, but, you know, in sort of the mid-2000s. But then, you know, also on a consumer level, it was something that we were familiar with as it was sort of proliferating under the Obama administration. So Right, right. I checked out the video. Mm-hmm. These planes look weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are, are they going to be coming through the public anytime soon? I mean, personally, I don't think it's in the very near future. Um, I mean, you have to. I mean, if you don't have to have a pilot's license to get behind the to get into one of these things and fly it around, really? No, I can like I can just hop in one. Theoretically, yeah, (laughs) theoretically. So the government's not just going to be like, okay, sounds cool, off you go. Right. Um, There's going to be. I think the approval process for that is going to take a while. Um and. I, I at least I, I really certainly hope so, um, because that would be um, bad if they aren't. Che- but you know, by by all indications, um, it doesn't seem like these are going to be flying around in cities like tomorrow, mm-hmm. even next year, maybe even in two years. This is, I mean, something that's, I mean, I'm I'm not going to guess, but like several years away. Hmm. And so, like w- after reading this, like. 
hearing about these companies, like it actually reminds me a lot of like kind of common knowledge and plans in Silicon Valley where it's like, all right, we build a company for the sake of it being acquired by a bigger company and then we Mm -hmm. cash out. But like this seems a little different because now it's like we're cashing out to the government. Right. (laughs) So like do you think this is like a sign of things to come where um, like these companies are going to start looking towards the government or like kind of masking these projects as like, oh, this is consumer. But for real, we are hoping that the government will pick this up. That's that's kind of my fear. And it's especially, you know, I mean, it's in terms of information technology, I mean, the, the government has kind of had its had its finger on the pulse of that for a while. But especially in terms of in terms of transportation as well. I mean, drones were acquired and deployed very quickly. You know, now we're talking about these about these airplanes where, you know, granted, you are going to have someone behind the wheel. But, you know, like you said, I'm kind of more concerned about this about this being a broader trend because these these are aren't even available to consumers yet and mm. there are they're already being used for for government research and getting these big dollar sign government contracts you know so and if this isn't even being disclosed publicly if this isn't even part of the way that the company is presenting itself to to the public then that's that i mean frankly i i find that kind of concerning yeah what happens when the government is your venture capitalist yeah it's just it's completely I mean, it's contrary to the ethos that they want people to believe that they are. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, obviously the argument can be made that if you're making these efficient technologies, then you're less likely to have unnecessary casualties. But at the same time, you know, what are you doing at the end of the day? What's happening at the end of the day? These are going to be used to potentially surveil and kill people. Simple as that. That was future intern, Carolyn Haskins. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. Today, you heard from Carolyn Haskins. To read her full story and a link to that Guardian article she mentioned, head to theoutline.com. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and edited by me, James D. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarsino. I'm James D. Green. Catch you tomorrow. Including one by Teeter Thiel called Palantir. Uh, can you, you said Teeter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Did yeah. I? Yeah, Peter Thiel. <sighs> Teeter Thiel. <laughs> I like it better. Hey again. You made it all the way to the end, so you must be a big fan. Since you're here, do you mind taking a little survey for me? That way we can learn a little bit more about you. It'll only take 30 seconds of your time. It's super easy. Promise. All you have to do is go to theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. Again, that's theoutline.com slash dispatch survey. All one word. Thanks. <laughs>